This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, I got an awesome episode for you today, and honestly, I had no idea how this episode was going to go. The guest for today's show, Calvin Geyer, connected with me on LinkedIn, told me he was a listener to the show, and was interested in kind of picking my brain a bit and coming on and talking about performance. And so I took a look at his profile, and it was very varied in experience, successful guy, we ended up going to the same coaching school, actually, I found out after. And so I think the interview came out really, really good, actually. We talked a lot about performance, and he gives this great equation. It's very simple in the interview to talk about how to maximize your performance. And I think as an engineering professional, you're going to love it. I absolutely was thrilled by this simplistic equation. So we're going to jump into that in a second. Before I do, two things real quick. First, I want to mention our Engineering Career Summit. It's coming up in May in New Orleans. Christian and I are thrilled about this one. We've got an amazing lineup of speakers, including Will Schneer, who was recently on this podcast again with one of his partners talking about the flywheel. He's going to talk about that flywheel in detail, how to build your engineering career using a flywheel as the keynote speaker. And we've got some amazing panelists for you as well. So tickets are pretty much going to close at the end of this week, these early access tickets we have available right now. So go to engineeringcareersummit.com, check it out, grab your early access ticket. And if you have questions, email me at anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com. Secondly, I just want to take a minute to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. They've been a great sponsor and they've helped us to keep the show free for you. So please support PPI if you have to take one of your exams coming up. And if you're thinking about taking the FEP or SE exam this year, I recommend that you check out PPI. They are the leader in engineering exam preparation. You can actually get a special 15% discount when you use the promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's ppi, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. And use the promo code coach at checkout for a 15% discount on your order. All right, with that, let's jump into the content for this week. I want to give you a quote to take us into it revolved around productivity. I'm sure we've used this quote before, but it's so perfect for this episode. This is a quote from Paul Meyer. Productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. All right, now it's time for the main segment of the show. For today's segment, I have with me guest Calvin Geyer, who I will introduce momentarily. We're going to discuss the all-important topic of performance and really really the idea of minimizing distractions, which can take us kind of off our target or off our goals in today's pretty busy and pretty distracting world. Before we get into the show, let me introduce Calvin because he's got a pretty varied background, which is very interesting. Calvin's a coach. He developed a a unique frame of reference as a coach through his military service, working on highly complex engineering projects but also as a certified planner where he works with high net worth families and business owners. So he's got a little bit of a blend there. He had a series of leadership roles in various industries throughout his career. Back in 1994, Calvin was appointed director of the Air Force Jet Engine Oil Analysis Program, 
He assembled a team of technicians, engineers, equipment manufacturers, and researchers to identify and solve key technical and programmatic issues. The Air Force Chief of Safety and the Air Force Deputy Commander for Maintenance praised the report, its findings, and recommended full implementation. In 2009, he was tapped to lead a branch of nine advisors at Merrill Lynch with over $5 million in production. He successfully managed the office during a troubling economic downturn. So definitely some challenges there that Calvin was able to overcome. And then I also want to tell you a little bit about how he's very service-oriented and community-based. He's a former Rotarian, past president of the Rochester Rotary Risers, and Paul Harris Fellow of the Rotary Foundation. He's dedicated servant to his community through his work on various nonprofit boards, including the Rochester Area Chamber of Commerce, Leadership Greater Rochester Program, Game Haven Council Boy Scouts of America, past president and active volunteer, and really the list goes on and on of all the different community activities that he's involved in. And lastly, from an educational standpoint, Calvin's a graduate of Iowa State University with a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering and Wright State University with a Master of Science in Electrical Engineering. He holds the Certified Financial Planner designation, is a chartered advisor in philanthropy, and holds multiple FINRA registrations, including registered principal. He received his formal coaching training through the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, also known as IPEC, which I also was lucky enough to go to that school. And he became a certified coach in 2013. He's married, father of four, and resides in Rochester, Minnesota. Calvin, welcome aboard. Anthony, thank you for that uh, phenomenal introduction. (laughs) You have such a varied background, which I think is important. And I I want the audience to kind of get a feel for that. But also, it goes to show that an engineering degree coupled with some different things can be extremely powerful, can, can open up a lot of opportunities. It can, absolutely. All right. So today's topic we're going to talk about, Calvin, is performance. And you and I did a little bit of a of chatting beforehand and exchanged some emails and kind of one of the, I guess you could say, equations that came out of it, because we like to talk in equations as engineers, is performance equals potential minus interference. Why don't you give me your thoughts on the equation? As a coach and leader and just a general practitioner of organizational development, I was been looking for a way to write something down that was elegant because as engineers and practitioners of math, we like this elegant approach. And I just by chance stumbled across this formula that uh, Tim Galway actually put out in, uh, in one of his uh, writings is this, this idea of performance. I mean, how we as individuals or organizations perform can be directly related to our potential. I mean, how, what's the best we can do, minus these interferences. And a lot of those interferences really come from internal. The stories we tell ourselves, our limiting beliefs, and just our overall emotional intelligence. And so um, I really started taking a look at that formula and how it applied to my clients and their lives and their business. And everybody can relate to that. It's simple. It's not complicated. And then when you get people to talk about what their interferences are, and when they can name them, they can then begin to develop strategies and goals around eliminating that interference. And once they do, they begin reaching a higher level of performance, which then allows them to work on their potential and increase their potential through reading, other self-development, or formal education, whatever it happens to be, and then you run into more interference and then the process continues. So it's never ending, but 
it's just a great way of, of looking at it. For those of you that, that heard uh, Calvin say Tim Galloway, there's a book called The Inner Game of Work by Tim Galloway. We'll link to it in the show notes here so you can check it out if you'd like. It looks like an interesting read, and, and I may pick it up after the show. But basically, I think the idea is, is actually pretty brilliant. I mean, it's simple, right? Performance equals potential minus interference. So if you either increase your potential and or decrease your interference, you're going to have improved performance and I'll give you an example from what I take out of basically what Calvin just said is if you have a routine in your day or not even a specific routine, but if you go on like Facebook for a half an hour every day and you're kind of watching videos and screwing around a bit and you replace that with watching TED Talk, could be reading a book for a half an hour, could be doing something else, then you're immediately increasing your potential and decreasing your interference at the same time. So potentially can be a, a pretty big, powerful improvement in performance by just changing 30 minutes a day. So that's kind of a small sample. But would you agree with that, Calvin? Absolutely. You know, one of the uh, I read something here recently about Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs wore a pair of jeans and a black shirt to work every day because he didn't want the interference of what am I going to wear to work today? And, and he, his mind did not have to think about what he was going to put on. And he used that time. That's a simple example. Maybe it's overstressed a bit, but he never had to think about it. And that energy went someplace else. That interference is just simply gone. So it's about how do we see these things in our life? And then we're all subject to the knowing-doing gap. Right, Anthony? Right. We know what to do, but we're not quite doing what we know we need to do. But there's a gap there. And, And every day we make choices about do I close the gap? Do I ignore the gap? Do I just say, well, the gap's not really there, and I rationalize it away? And so, yeah, it's an ongoing process. And look, I fall into it too, right? I have interferences. I don't deal with them properly. And I have to step back and say, wow, there's an interference today. How did I deal with that? How am I going to deal with that going forward and then move on? So the first point that we kind of covered here is performance equals potential minus interference. We gave you some examples and Calvin just gave a great example of Steve Jobs that I've heard several times. You know, he doesn't want to wait. He didn't want to waste his energy on that decision or time. So that's a big one. Simple, but you can apply it. So let's move into, I'll call it point number two. And let's talk, Calvin, a little bit about how people and teams can use this idea. I mean, we just gave examples. We talked a little bit about it topically, but like you kind of said, do it. Like my partner, Christian, who's a military guy, be no do, be no do. So they know this stuff. We're telling them this stuff. How do we use it? What are your steps in looking at this equation and saying, hmm, let me take a look at my life. Let me take a look at my career and how can I actually implement? Yeah, good question. And I, I just think that, you know, if you, if you work on a team, for example, maybe you've got a team that's working on a project or maybe you're part of a silo inside of an organization in a particular uh, work group. But I would get your team around the table and write the formula up on the whiteboard and just say, you know, what are our interferences on a daily basis? And just begin to identify them. It could be that you, I mean, you have the resources, you're not deploying them correctly. It could be you need some training. It could be that it's not a safe environment. What I mean by safe, not physically unsafe, but safe in that people can't bring to the foreground problems and issues and have them resolved in a you know, sort of a professional manner. Maybe communication is lacking. Maybe there's some gaps in the skill set of the team. There's some hard skills that you need that you don't have. And so all these things are interference to the way you do performance. And I, 
So I think you just sit down with your team and say, what are our interferences and how do we identify them? And then which ones do we want to work on? Prioritize them, put a plan in place, bring the resources in. Maybe it's training, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's some other aspect of organizational development. And you overcome those, put some language and communication in place. And then next quarter, you come back to the drawing board and say, you know, how do we do? How can we improve? What are our new interferences? And then just continue the process couple of things that we do at the engineering career coach that I would say to improve performance overall, really around interference, one of the things we've done, for example, is we've implemented this system, this Slack system, which is basically like a direct messaging system for the team. And we've pretty much reduced our emails by a ton because we don't email each other anymore within the team, which has really reduced interference and has been extremely, extremely powerful. The other thing that we've worked on tremendously is We've created a notebook in Evernote that's called basically our standard operating procedures. And anytime that we do something that we do routinely, we create a, a standard operating procedure for it. And then going forward, we implement that procedure and it saves us a lot of time on interference because we don't need to think about it again. Or, you know, we could possibly assign it to another team member because it's something that's a little bit more routine than maybe I want to utilize my potential on. So it allows me to use, like Chris or I, to use our potential on something else. So Calvin said it the best is look at the equation together and maybe even like make a list under potential, make a list under interference and see which ones you can increase and which ones you can decrease. That can help you tremendously. Calvin, one of the things you mentioned in your last point there was coaching. So let's create a third point here and let's get a little bit into coaching because part of the idea of potential is you and I are both coaches. We both went to IPEC. So if you're not familiar with what, when I say coaching, I mean, obviously there's different kinds of coachings, athletic coaching, other kinds of coaching. But when I say coaching, I'm talking about, you might have heard of it as life coaching or executive coaching, but it's basically working with an individual or an organization to help them to maximize their potential. And in this equation, if you can maximize your potential, that's one aspect of improving your performance. And Calvin, I know you do coaching. You've had the training like I did. Why don't you talk about how this potential, this performance equation applies inside of your coaching, how it looks? One of the things that I like to work when I work with my clients, and, and you probably find this too, is a lot of them are stuck, right? They've told themselves a story. They've created some roadblocks, uh, personal, professional. They've created these roadblocks in their life, uh, the stories they tell themselves, and I just tell them that, look, you, you can't steer a parked car. Right? So think about that for a moment. I mean, if you're sitting in your car and you want to, you're trying to go someplace, the only way to steer it is to move, even incrementally, just to simply move. I'm not looking to take somebody from a four to a 10. I'm looking to take them from a four to a five or a four to a 4.5, right? So the coaching really is about how do I use the energy that I have to just move in some direction, any direction. And when I do that, now you can then begin to steer. You can create some momentum, you can create some wins, some successes, and that helps people then remove these interferences, right, and increase their potential. And uh, you can't steer a parked car. People get it. They get, they get, a smile comes on their face when they when they hear that. What are some items that I guess both of us see as kind of recurring interference, and and how could that limit you? And I'll, I'll take a stab at it from the 
practical everyday items, Calvin, and then I'll kick it to you and maybe you can talk more about some of the internal stuff. But externally, I already mentioned email, which can be a real killer on your, Mm -hmm. a big interference, the biggest interference we have potentially if it's not managed properly. Social media is another interference. Phone calls can be another interference. Typically what I do to handle these interferences is I try my best to have a strict daily schedule that I adhere to. And it doesn't mean that the every day looks the same as far as the stuff I'm working on, but it looks the same as when I work on stuff. Basically, it's important for interferences because these external interferences can do one thing that can really knock you off pace, which is they can force you to be very reactive instead of being proactive in what you're working on. So if I know I'm working on a project with a deadline that's a really important project to achieving our goals or whether it's a company or my own personal goals, whatever the case may be, if I start answering emails and being reactive and I, instead of working on that, then I'm basically putting all these other things in front of what's important to me. And if I really think that you know my goal is going to improve my performance, then I'm not really ultimately going to improve it if I'm taking all these other distractions. So one example I'll give you is Typically with phone calls, what I do is is I don't take any phone calls before noon. I just let them go to voicemail. And then after lunch, typically I take a half an hour walk as exercise and I return all the calls. So it's a simple thing, but it's a great way to limit interference in my productive creative time when the brain is really at its highest in the morning. And it gives me an opportunity, you know, I'm just going to walk anyway. I can make the callbacks then and that works very well. So that's just one, that's one example of minimizing an external interference And anything you can do with scheduling and management around those aspects would be excellent. So, Calvin, how about you on as far as the recurring internal interferences? Yeah, great, great point on the email. And I've coached a number of uh, people in personal production around email. And and they go, I got to answer this back. It's a client. It's important. And if I don't answer it back, then they're, you know, so so that leads into sort of this internal issue, which is the story that we tell ourselves. So this work, one of the, I think a great book for people to read is Crucial Conversations. And in there, one of the ideas that they bring out in that book is this stories that we tell ourselves. So email, for example, so the email comes in and then we start telling ourselves a story and that story then becomes real And it causes us to either be reactive or we we need to go do something immediately. We have to answer these emails or have to answer the phone call. All these things then are as a result of the story we tell ourselves. And so one of the things is how do I tell myself a different story? Anthony, you keyed in on it. Your story is I don't answer phone calls or emails before noon. That's, That's just your story. That's how you dealt with it. And then you're very successful at what you do. So the story that you had prior to that, which was I got to answer these emails or take a phone call because it's whatever, really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. So I think that's one thing. It's the stories we tell ourselves and we rationalize getting sort of sucked into the rabbit hole and doing these uh, non-productive work tasks. Another one is some a false interpretation. And that that probably is really dealing with a story. So at some point in the past, you know, event A happened, and then event B happened, and and we make some interpretations about those two things. We correlate them, or we we associate them in some way, shape, or form. And so in the present, when A happens, I now begin to expect that B is going to happen, 
And so I brace myself for it, or I come up with a negative opinion about it, or I make this, what I call these false interpretations about what that really means. And then that leads into more stories about how I talk to myself and how I'm going to address it and, and what I do. And um, probably the final thing is really, if you listen to the, some of the work by uh, Tim Galloway, is this, this whole idea of limiting beliefs is that our potential is significantly higher than what we actually realize it to be. And our interferences are greater than what we give them credit for. We just, we sort of rationalize them away, like email the phone calls. And, and so it's this limiting belief that we put into place. It says, you know, I can't, or I shouldn't, or whatever it happens to be. And, and we just don't start moving so that we can steer ourselves in a direction that's goal-oriented and to achieve the outcomes that we're looking for. So those are really three things that I, I find myself doing a lot of coaching around. I work with them, some small business owners, and, and in every case, I just listen to them, and it's just, wow, why do you have that belief? Why do you see things that way, and how did you develop that story? And once we begin to overcome those things, they say, oh, yeah, you're right. I need to create a different story and a different set of beliefs. And, and we work on that through business planning or financial management or whatever it happens to be. And I get them moving, get them unstuck, and then we can make some progress. So fun and exciting. All right. So let me just do a little bit of a recap and then we'll pop into our take action today segment and finish up this one. So the overlying theme we're talking about today is the idea of performance and the equation that Calvin kind of brought to the table here today is performance equals potential minus interference, which makes this, I don't want to say it makes it easy because you still got to work at it, but it simplifies this whole idea and you can look at it just in one equation. We covered four specific points. We talked about the equation a little bit and uh, Tim Galloway's book, The Inner Game. Secondly, we talked about how people and teams can use this. So, you know, Calvin talked about throwing up on a blackboard and talking about it. I talked a little bit about some of the things that we've done, limiting our distractions and minimizing email. The third point was how do we use this in coaching? And Calvin talked about looking at from the kind of this idea of how can you overcome the interferences and digging into that with his coaching customers or clients. And I'm going to give you something on this in the next segment specific to engineers that I've coached. And then the fourth point is some recurring items of interference. We talked about external. I talked about external email, social media, phone calls. And then Calvin flipped it around and looked at it from the internal. What stories are you telling yourself about why you need to get all those emails? False interpretations, limiting beliefs, all things that can be very harmful to your, to your development, really, your potential part of the equation. So now I'm going to keep Calvin with me here for a few more minutes. And let's jump into the Take Action Today segment and I'll try to give you something that you could take from here and implement into your career right away. All right, so now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show where we're talking about performance. And today I'm going to give you something that you can do that I've helped many engineers do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions to improve performance. But before I do, I'd like to offer a quick word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Our listeners often ask us what exam prep materials, review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exam. Hands down, we recommend PPI. If you plan to take your exam soon, 
We have a special promo code for listeners of our podcast. Use promo code COACH for 15% off your order at ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. And use promo code COACH at checkout for a 15% discount on your order. PPI's mission is simple. They want to help engineers pass the FE, PE, and SE exams and advance their careers, just like our goal is here at the Engineering Career Coach. Quality is paramount at PPI. In fact, it is the driving force behind everything they do. With best-selling exam review materials developed by PPI founder Michael Lindeberg and other experts in the industry, they have been the source and solution for passing the FE, PE, and SE exams for more than 40 years. To see how PPI can help you pass your exam and for special offers and discounts exclusive to our podcast listeners, visit ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. All right, so let's jump into this here. We talked about performance and I actually, it's funny because I had three coaching calls with different engineers last night and this topic always comes up. Performance is obviously what, what people are getting coaching on. And what I always do with engineers to help them improve performance is to ask them about their goals and walk them a little bit through goal setting process or asking them some questions around goal setting. Because if you look at the equation of performance equals potential minus interferences, if you have clear goals, you can minimize interferences and you can maximize your potential. And the perfect example is, let's say that you wanted to become a international project manager for a company. You want it to work in different parts of the world. That's a pretty good goal, pretty clear goal. So now what you can do is you can improve your potential by learning. You'll maybe need to learn another language if you want to work in another country. Maybe you need you want to get some kind of a global certification like a PMP that's for project managers that's going to help you achieve that goal and put you in a situation to be able to do that, be able to do that kind of work. And then maybe you're going to reduce some of the interferences. Like maybe there are some things that you're doing here that are specific only to the local guidelines and local regulations that by going further with them, it's not going to help your international goal. So that's just one example. But if you can have clear goals, then you can really, really, really take control of that equation that we, we've talked about for the last half hour here. Calvin, you want to add anything on that before we end up? That's absolutely perfect. When I work with small business owners, it's I really encourage them to write a plan. They're like, well, you know, I don't really have time to write the plan. I'm too busy doing these other things. But it's, but what it does is it helps them focus. It, it puts some things in writing. And there's a whole range of work in psychology about putting things in writing and writing them on a piece of paper or, or electronically today. But it creates this focus, and our energy then begins to move in that direction. Again, the, the park, go back to the park car. Now I've created a goal. I now can now focus my energy on that, and I'm moving in that direction. And sure, things are going to change and stuff's going to come up, but if we're moving, that's what focus helps us do is move, then we can accomplish anything that we want to accomplish. And it's just sort of one day at a time. So great points, Anthony, great points. You heard it there. And just in closing, kind of one thing you can do, just thinking about it when Calvin mentioned, you know, put something in writing, like a plan. What I would do if I were you as an engineer and you want to try to apply this, I would write on the top of a piece of paper your goal. So let's say it could be getting my PE license, becoming a project manager, becoming an owner in a company, and then write down the equation, performance equals potential minus interferences, and write down kind of a list of things under each term. You know, like the performance obviously is going to be kind of your goal, but the potential could be 
the certifications you need, the steps you have to take, finding a mentor, whatever the case may be, interferences could be things that are getting in a way that you do every day that aren't going to help you. And that might be like a quick way to do to implement this because we're always trying to help you implement these ideas or else it's not really going to be helpful for you in the long run. So with that, Calvin, thanks so much for joining me here today. We appreciate your time. Anthony, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, or any questions you have. We will post the show notes for the episode at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash potential. The show notes will contain a summary of the key points that we discussed in the episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, and the book that we mentioned here in the show. And again, it will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash potential. And if you put questions there in the comments, I'll answer them. We'll send the link over to Calvin so he can respond as well and try to help you improve your performance overall. So until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.